Hi, my name is Barbara Nagodea Ambrosch. I come from Slovenia and I'm really excited to have a groovy chat with Nick and Felix. Nice that you're here. Again, it's a real pleasure. We, I know we talked before, but our audience normally, okay, our audience, if they follow us, they will know now that we have. They, they know already. <laughs> Welcome, we guys, to our podcast, A Good Emission, the dance podcast with Felix and Nick. And today with Barbara Nagodi Ambrosch from Slovenia, where it's an, not only a pleasure, but an honor to have you here. And um, maybe we start off with a short introduction of yourself, like um, one or two sentences, either what dancing is for you, which is quite hard in one or two sentences, or <laughs> what you want to share with the people who might know you, but who might no well, not know you as I'm well. I'm a dance educator. I started to teach when I was 18 years old, which is 42 years ago. So, yes, I'm 60 years old, Granny. I have... <laughs> Happy birthday. Thank you. Uh, well, dancing is difficult to put in words because it happens beyond the words, but we all try, of course, to educate ourselves, to research what is there to be discovered. We are full of... I think endless drive because it's so strong that we can not give it up and I guess we all share similar feeling. It pulls you in and then you stay. Oh. Oh, beautifully said. <laughs> we we were both like little kids now listening to a story from from the experienced ones. We were sitting like because it's an audio podcast with Felix and we were sitting like and and basically preaching and, and <laughs> hanging on your lips while you were were speaking to us. It was a beautiful picture now. People cannot see, so I was translating that. But but that's one thing and I also noticed in the podcast when people talk about dancing and they find the right words because they're so passionate about it. It's like this special feeling you get in your heart and I always smile and, and, and it's just like this. Oh, I, I love it. And it's also one reason why we did this podcast is... Um, for us a little bit to be to be honest i love it to hear professional dancers and and people who have to do with dancing whatever dance they do it's not only um in our uh, sport dance or our uh, latin american dancing we also do like a little bit of hip-hop and when they talk they talk about the passion and most of the time it's so funny because we had those hip-hop guys and we talk about completely different dancing, but in the end we talk about the same thing. And it's so great to hear those people talking and we talk about one hour about the same thing, even though we do not do the same. It's, 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 it's so great. It's, it's one of the reasons about the podcast I love to do. I love to do the podcast, you know, <laughs> sorry. And I completely agree with that. Um, the the thing what we were aiming for or striving for uh, preparing for today's uh, <laughs> podcast um, maybe Felix want to to uh, kick off um, yeah true with we were we were we we thought like we will do something like um, you know your back to the roots thing but I want didn't want to come up with this out of the nothing because what I noticed in the in the last year where I really started to to look at other people and about how they dance and how they dance compared to me was like that I noticed through, for, through almost all classes that I saw that people start moving and not dancing. Would you agree with this? Because I see so many moving and not real dancing. Even though they are not like professional dancers, I see them... I have a little kid. I came up with this because I have a little little um, kid I, I teach and he's just eight years old and started to dance and he started out of the nothing. I mean, he's like ice skating, so he has really good feeling for body, but he understood somehow because he wanted to do it to dance, even though it's not perfect, he's dancing. And I have the feeling that I missed this. Would you agree well, with this? Well, dancing is moving, but... Uh Maybe the big difference is that when we dance, we try to communicate something special. So there is always a purpose, a clear intention. It has a meaning. 
on the first place, I think it has to have a meaning for a dancer that then you can convey and communicate that with your partner and other people. So yes, it is all about moving, but the question is how and for what purpose you move? <laughs> so now we're getting there. So did it change? Because of course we see the videos when I watch Brian Watson and the old videos from Blackpool again uh, from 2001 or even older. You Of course you see the top stars. Would you say it changed over the time that the meaning changed? Not even got lost, well, but changed? Uh, it's inevitable, in, when you I see know, everything changes. Life is a flow and I think <laughs> we have to stay totally open that ah. visions of young dancers today or the purpose for dancing or the meaning they discover is definitely different from decades ago. And I think beauty lies in a mixture, you know, that you have to balance. You know how to balance authentic values with your own authenticity as a person because you need to stay real, you need to stay honest to yourself, sincere in what you do. And of course, teachers, we are just, I would say, humble bridges, you know, in between past values, fundamental values, style specifics and new coming generations. We need to bridge past and future. And hopefully we meet in this mm. present moment, like the three of us now, you know, and we acknowledge that actually we work all for similar goals uh, with dance activity. We want to have pleasure and share pleasure among us. Uh, it's an art form which makes people not just happy, you know, it's not only that we would smile when we speak about dancing, because I think dance expressions and the way how you dance can trigger all kinds of emotions and here I see the real beauty you know there is a variety in between high and low bright and dark um, captured in attention and released out you know it's just uh, well probably the most perfect expression of what life in general is yeah is Whoa. that too deep guys Whoa. tell me if not we can go easier <laughs> no, no that, that, that's no. that's actually exactly <laughs> the level we want to go go to and i have goosebumps for the last two and a half minutes now like constant um crazy But crazy that that's, that's actually i never heard that before to be honest that that's uh, comparing life with dancing but Even where you saw it, I saw a little bit about how I dance sometimes. And I saw it in, in Corona, you know, where, where I was dancing alone in my room. Of, of course, there it's much easier to, to show feelings because there's nobody. You can do whatever you want. And, and I saw this, what you told now in my dancing, that I had these feelings about up and down much more Yeah, you know, we are all dancing, afraid, you know, throughout all life, you know, there are always fears and doubts and we have to face them and challenge them. And I believe because we all want to be liked, you know, accept it, appreciate it. Uh, dancers would often act out a little bit when they perform for that purpose, you know, for that reason. Mm -hmm. And this is how they cover up their real sense of the movement. You know, for my eyes, uh, okay. too often dancing appears out too sweet, you know, and too much for pleasing others rather that people would have guts and courage and truly go through the whole process regardless how they feel, you know, acknowledging also struggles and um, dark moments, you know, where you feel alone and Is desperate. Uh, and then you find the solution and the way out and that's what makes sense, you know. 
Is it possible that dancers see our dancing especially more in a way to perform like a ballet dancer because they do not perform, they do perform the dance. It's a difference if you, if you perform the dance, you have a, like a different, like an hour you perform this way. So it's like gets over sweetened. So is there a wrong idea? What would you say? Why happens this over sweetness? Well, mostly people do things out of not knowing that other ways exist, you know, so nobody to blame, really. And I think it's also <laughs> the matter of education. When you start consciously studying performing skills, you know, and uh, strength of the medium, which is not just the two dancers, uh, they're dancing, but you have to take on board also the sound, the audience, judges, colors, whatever surrounds you, you know, and then you have to balance what goes on inside you with what is out there. And uh, presentation has nothing to do with performing skills, you know, it's just a misunderstanding of words. Uh, we are supposed to present the dance. So I find the biggest confusion when people use the dance to present themselves, rather using themselves to present the dance. And in this mm. aim, you know, Quite. everybody tries to impress others, there is less space to express what is really there. So I think here is a little catch, you know, I, and you, when we think about it, we can go closer to more professional attitude and behavior on the performing area and dealing more with performing skills, rather presentation of myself. What would you say someone, what would you say to someone if somebody has this problem? How to change it because it's easy to say like yeah it is like this but the changes are i want to go there i don't want to have this this over sweetness what you mentioned before but this professional way how how to get this professional yeah way? studying That's... you know step by step becoming aware uh, <laughs> allowing yourself to be connected so... to your inner sensing on the first place and with all the respect to the dance as art form on the first place, you know, trying to present so the, the hard dance, way. different dances, uh, rather to yeah. use dances to popularize yourself. Because if you present the dance to your best, people will also recognize yourself with your own specifics charisma and so on you know but dance in my opinion should be priority mm. I, I really if i can uh, uh, step in here I, i really can identify with what you just said in the in the past minutes and, and felix as well i was like um crash course reflecting uh, on on what i experience uh, or ex have experienced in the in the past month because i'm more and more involved because I, i stopped with my active latin american career um and i'm uh, heavily involved in different dance styles now um like uh, building up a structure for the breaking uh, scene like the hip-hop scene in austria uh, in order for the olympics uh, 2025 uh, in in paris um and there I, I really um, see in the hip-hop scene this, this um, gap between the people who present the dance as an art form in priority one, um, having the problem or the challenge now that they are kind of feeling pressed into a system and structure of competition and expressing uh, or trying to impressing the judges in order to be judged and, and uh, ranked. Um, rather than expressing their their inner feelings and personality through dancing, and there there is a, a lot of discussions and and challenges going on in the whole hip hop industry at the moment, like the uh, urban dance industry, let's say, um, especially in the breaking scene, um, where where we have the one people saying, oh, it's actually a, a chance to grow and and develop and explore a new facet of our dancing 
and the others say, well, uh, th this sporty approach might take away what you just said, that number one priority has to be the art form of dancing and the expressing rather than the impressing. And it's super interesting that us in the Latin American and standard yeah. international style uh, uh, industry, we, we tend to go to that impressing um, because of the setup of that whole competition, 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 competition. I want to be first. I want to become champion. Well, you know, um, things are always changing and there are waves and um, I don't see the situation is critical, but it's always a choice. You know, when dancers and their coaches are aware what is the purpose of everything, they True. will make appropriate choices, you know, and they will balance it that it's going to be expressive, artistic, and yet connected with people who watch dance expressions. Competition is actually always dangerous, you know, because the moment we start comparing ourselves with others and compete with others, that uh, invites other attitudes and emotions into the game. And if you look urban in general, you know, these kiddos dancing on the streets of Brooklyn or all around the world, you know, they fall in and they stay in. Of course, they are not naive. They know that what they do attracts other people and they are watching them. So especially, you know, darker guys, <laughs> they have this incredible <laughs> sense of showing off, you know, and this awareness. But still, they fall in and they just dance. And I think that is quite an important, uh, how to say, awareness, you know, that you can perform to your best, in my opinion, only when you not compete. When you compete only with yourself, put it this way, because every dancer has, you know, vision, strategy, plans, and so on. So if you just go challenging yourself and doing the best to present the dance, I believe you are on a good spot. But if you are, of course, overpowered by other thoughts, you know, comparing yourself consistently with others, competing with them, uh, then yes, other emotions and behaviors enter and more you are busy with that, less dancing. I would say. <laughs> um, regarding the fact that you are referring to the, the word you just mentioned, vision, I want to um, take the opportunity or the chance to throw into that round. I'm actually also interested into Felix's uh, opinion on that because we talk a lot, but um, probably we didn't maybe touch that topic of what is your vision as a, as a coach now, coach and judge, uh, what is your vision of dancing in relation to the whole industry you are um, mainly involved in? Barbara? Okay, let, let's hear Felix first. <laughs> I'm curious now. <laughs> Because oh. it would be nice to hear a dancer's vision, you know, and then maybe I could add something. True. If he accepts the challenge, that I mean, that's not easy now. That's not easy now. <laughs> yeah, like like the height height of falling is now like on the top. <laughs> But no pressure, But, Felix. Yeah, We love you anyway. Yeah. The thing is, I f f especially it it it's changed a lot. Like in in Corona, it changed a lot. Before we were like, yeah, we had a goal. Like we were like our around 100 in the in the world ranking list, and of course we thought like, okay, the next one one to one and a half year, we want to do, go top 50 or something like this. So there was like this thinking of going somewhere in 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 this really in the industry but through corona it changed a lot because we were the first time like i told it in podcast like a million times that we had the opportunity to really dance on the one hand and on the other hand we had no coach for this like three months so we like discovered dance or started to discover dancing on a new way To, to like really study it and like rebuild it from the ground up because we had the time to do it. So in it changed in the way that it got more important to dance, especially with Janine and my dance partner, 
we talk a lot uh, a lot more than before about dancing what we do how we do it we communicate more we do our focus also changed about diff uh, on different topics you know we started to do more part much more partnering like we it, it the main focus was like more this dancing this feeling on the other hand we got like a little bit less like teachers would call it competitive because we now focus more on on the real dancing about the feeling about how it feels and i like a little bit less on the look and so our our, our dancing changed in the way that it's more ours like it got more how we dance because we studied it of course when you do a step like free we, we did like <laughs> Two, uh, two hours just rumba basic and if you do it two hours together of course it changes of course it, when you have the time to do it of course it looks after two hours different than if you do it 20 minutes and so it starts to get like more yours and so it's different difficult for me now to say where i want to go because it's like you said it before life is a flow it, it changes a lot and and I think it will be different when we start again competing really, really hard. Like we danced before Corona, we danced every weekend a competition. And of course the mindset there was different than it is now. So I'm now in the moment in a learning process to get somewhere where it's, where I think for bigger and not for the moment at the moment. Yeah, you, you see know? my vision here would be the dancers would know more how to balance intensity of the performance because when they go into a competitive mood movement often becomes uh, full of attacks you know and blocked so mm. there is less flow there is less contrast uh, they try to keep it on the same loud level you know and i believe you need courage to intensify contrasts in your own dancing, you know, and believe that this is still good enough to compete with that. Actually, I noticed it on the Kada because it was the first time we danced in front of like more people than five. And, <laughs> and it was like that I noticed that the dancing changed. It, what what you say to this loudness again not not that much but it was like it was different you know and not the plans of which i have and the values we believe in they they did not go away completely but it, but it changed and i think what you say this this balance needs to be evaluated what you know to get this balance yeah you and see not if you go to the competition that you throw everything away you know yeah you have to work enough enough in hours in the sense of detail precision stabilizing your product and then you need to trust into what you created and my vision is also that we would have events you know in beautiful environments where the setting you know the light the atmosphere as such will give to the dancer kind of permission to really dance, not compete. Uh, I also have in my vision that oh, yeah. we would come to evaluation processes the way that experts who are evaluating the dancer's performance would be trusted also from dancer side. The dancers would dare to dance the way how they feel and they wouldn't fall into that doing and not enough and fighting and so on in order to be visible uh, in fear not to be missed and so on you know it's not only your work of course the major part is your work because you have at the end of the day signature under your product but i think in my vision at least is the whole environment you know better trained dancers more educated dancers you know because if dancers have enough knowledge and information i don't know about how to dance movement dynamics uh, whatever we try to cover over national team trainings you know if dancers have more knowledge 
more awarenesses and then they start translating that knowledge into the sensing and if they really rehearse enough because that's one of the problems I see as well you know that the products are not rehearsed enough not to the precision which is required that you truly own your dance expression so one part of the game in my vision are you dancers but another part as well also us coaches you know to provide new insights uh, new inspirations new challenging experiences and then all other people who willingly help that we have events you know that our events will happen in beautiful atmospheres with educated knowledgeable fair adjudicating system so many elements will be necessary to be improved that in the future we will have even better in comparison to what we have at the moment yeah actually you you mentioned now the the atmosphere and the and and the the setting of a of a tournament or a competition we had the the national have you seen the national championships of austria where it took place it took place in corona and it was such a nice hall it was it was so good organized yes, with live music yes. and and really i saw i saw few so clips and i must and say one thing you know Many, many times over the past decades, I witnessed gorgeous events in your country. Uh, not only due to people who are totally devoted to what they are doing for dancing and dancers, but I think there is also a tradition of Austria. You know, tradition in having beautiful settings, uh, beautiful ballrooms, your traditional balls, uh, you still you know cherish the tradition uh, for example i witnessed open ball uh, and some other military school boy you know all tradition in your country is so supportive towards this idea that dancing has to happen in the right environment and i believe that organizers in your country understand that very well It, that's nice. It doesn't doesn't that happen in other countries too? I, I don't well, know. Well, to, depends. To be you know, like, we still have a lot of events in sports hall with inappropriate lightning. Uh, yeah, you uh, know, and so on. Region. So I wish it would be less <laughs> of that. Maybe for some qualification events or something like that. But even ballroom dancing belongs to the ballroom. You know. And of course, uh, sometimes there is no choice and it's better to have an event in, let's say, not perfect environment, but then you dancers have to take over, you know, then you have to make a perfect event with your dancing in unperfect environment, you know. Uh, the moment you place yourself in a role of a victim, you go nowhere. Doesn't matter, you know, one, a spectator in <laughs> yeah. the audience or 5,000. As a performer, you need to learn to perform unconditionally. And here, also mm. environment, check, check. if it's not ideal, you make it ideal. You know, you can always contribute. I think in our community, we depend on each other. It's not only the question of dancers or coaches or judges or organizers, you know, we are community. And in the community, it's important mm -hmm. that people support each other. And if conditions are not ideal, we do from our side our best to make it pleasant for everyone involved. Mm -hmm. Do you think there's like a lack of one of those? Because of course, we have the coaches, we have the dancers, we have the like our our what um, WDSF and WDC yeah, national national international member bodies. Yeah, do you think there's somewhere a lack where one group should do more? Is it it even can be the dancers? I for me, for example, I see that the dancers should much more 
educate themselves. I see it with me on, 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 on my side that I was before Corona, I was simply not educated enough to think about something, some of those things I think now, because I had the ability to do it. I, I, I made it up on, on myself, you know, to really think what I have learned. And I doubt it. I doubt it that most of those, let's say it like this, I would wish that more and more people would do that. And I think it's seeable that people do it or don't do it. Well, you know, you cannot take responsibility for other people and God prevent to judge them. We all have to start with ourselves, you know, because the power is within us. And if you are a good example for other people, other people will follow. As I said, it's a community thing, you know, we are members or parts of a particular environment and each of us has to do the best you know in relation to ourselves otherwise Mm. we search for excuses you know we would look around and uh, anything then can be an excuse that we do not function to our best to our maximum so i would say the lens should be inward in this case You know, I I came up with it because of the of of the of the aura and the and the setting of the because then it is an excuse if it's not perfect and I I know it from if it's in a sport hall of course it's different if you dance there like or in in at the national championships of course the the setting is a difference. But I, I would not want it to use it that I say I dance. Look, I give you one example. I dance in sport. Uh, hall, over know? the years, uh, when I was doing Cuban Experience Project in Havana, every year we finished the workshop with a performance. All participants or the best couples, let's say, who participated in the workshop prepared shows or a number. And we performed for young dancers from Conjunto Folklorico Nacional, so for Cuban children who dance folklorical dancing. Uh, I was also going there to teach them a little bit ballroom and Latin, so they got an idea, you know, how we dance on another side of the world. But what I want to say, that final performance happened in the garden of Conjunto Folklorico Nacional. Stone surface, uh, not even uh, smooth stone surface, you know. Uh, We had some chairs around, but people were mostly standing around. So we were actually in that garden on the stone, very poor sound equipment because Cuba is a poor country, so things do not really work like we are used to, you know, Uh, dozens of young dancers, Cuban young dancers watching that and their families, you know, and people from neighborhoods, a few hundred people Mm -hmm. in the audience, mostly standing around our stone stage in that garden. And there were world champions, you know, performing there on that stone for those kids in a setting which you cannot describe as ideal, but it was pure happiness because we were sharing the love for dancing, you know? So I learned there, you know, how little we need to make each other happy, how we can adjust to whatever conditions Mm. necessary, you know? And sometimes you cannot perform because the floor is too slippery and you know, whatever reason, and you have a wooden floor, you yeah. know. Me, me, me. Uh, some of the best dancers ever in the world performed on that stone beautifully, you know, and probably they ruined their new pair yeah. of shoes. However, when we do things for <laughs> higher purposes, you know, for common good, then there is much less obstacles mm-hmm. around us because we have a purpose. Yeah. That's how I see mm-hmm. it. Actually, when I have there also a little story, you know, uh, in Corona, as I told before that I started dancing in my in my room because I had the time. My, I have a quite big room and also it's 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 wood, but it's 
you cannot imagine it's the it's the most slippery wood in the world i don't know which parquet my my parents choose but I, I, before i was always saying i will never dance on this floor because it's way too slippery and then i started dancing and more and more dancing and i forgot about that slipperiness because i you like you said there was a purpose about dancing and somehow i don't know what i did but the floor wasn't not, not slippery anymore and for me i thought it was the best dancing i have ever made in my entire life and i i think what i want to say is like it it can change the how you dance you know there's no problem anymore there's not the problem of this the stone uh floor is not the problem you know you can dance wherever you want you know what what i'm just feeling so sorry you didn't show me that kind of dancing during the carter one week ago that's what now you know worries me (laughs) the most where were you maybe the floor was too good in (laughs) shilaitan i'm teasing you (laughs) I, i need to be honest i'm not on I, 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 no, I, I'm, I need to be honest, I'm not on top at the moment. Uh, I was before, do you know that I'm at the army at the moment? Uh, so I had, like, before Kata, I had one month almost no training, like nothing. And that was, like, a little bit, but that, that's an excuse, you Felix, know. Felix, I was joking, okay? <laughs> yeah, I know, <laughs> but, but he took I, it. I, I wanted he... to tell it. <laughs> <laughs> he took it serious. Just for the re- for the record in our, our audience, um, uh, Barbara was invited as one of the international uh, guest uh, coaches on the national team training camp in Austria. So for uh, wh- whoever is uh, listening here, Felix is member of the national team. Barbara was uh, or is an international uh, teacher in the uh, teacher team. And me, I was there a couple of days because I had a trainer uh, pro- um, education program. So I, we yeah. met yeah. there, but we didn't, Barbara, because you left oh, before I came. I arrived. Um, yeah, so. Yeah, what, what a pity for me, worry. actually. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Next time. We, we've. We we thought like maybe maybe it's it's the time that before you leave and Nikki comes that we can do the podcast live because live it's always a different thing yeah. you know when you sit together on a table and talk together with the microphones it has has like totally. a different vibe than when totally, you do yeah. it on I just spoke yeah, with but my very dear friend today over Zoom you know and of course we are connected all the time but we haven't seen each other for more than. A year and a half now you know and what we wish the most is you know to meet in person and hug each other you know it's incredible no. <laughs> however technology yeah. allows us I to be understand. connected uh, seeing each other hearing each other but we still miss so much the touch you know being yeah in yeah. a hug feeling energy of each other so yeah it's a pity yeah. we didn't do it in Shilaiten doesn't matter we are here mm-hmm. now yeah a, yeah in in three different countries at the moment which is yeah. also a premiere because felix and me we're usually together sitting in front of the screen at least and talking to our international guests in the podcast and now we are in three different countries and time zones somehow yeah. so it's quite fun i'm i'm actually in spain oh okay like of <laughs> uh, training with uh, andra oh how Valley nice Lover. is that she's she's yeah. com- yeah it's really nice she comes from uh, actually the plan was that we dance black bull but it didn't came together because of my army and there was like uh, we didn't complete the uh, yeah. um, registration but she's competing because of the tonight, army we did no? i was not it's a I was... professional latin night yeah yeah, yeah she's D- competing tonight psi tv here uh, we go huh? uh, <laughs> <laughs> of course, w- will um, you watch it couples with the st- one star enter at uh, 5 p.m. English time, so this is 6 p.m. our time. Yeah. Oh, very nice. Uh, so uh, at the moment uh, you uh, listen to this episode, it's w- way past already. What wha- what are we talking about now? Mm. But you can look it up. I think it's uh, it's been re- recorded, and you can uh, have like a DSI. Yeah, TV. yeah, yeah. You, you can, can watch it you later. You can on. watch it like later on. So if you if you if you wonder what are we talking about now and you've never heard of Blackpool and you're listening to that podcast, 
You need to check that out as well. Shout out to Blackpool and DSI TV in, the, in that matter. <laughs> yeah, because you know our podcast, but you don't know Blackpool. It's like... <laughs> well, if you're uh, from the hip-hop scene, you might as yeah, well Yeah, but maybe, maybe it's Blackpool. nice that True. whoever is listening to your podcast knows that Blackpool Dance Festival is the oldest festival in the history of ballroom dancing. Yeah. Uh, History lesson. Nine, nine, the 90, ni 95 yeah, yeah, times yeah. it already yeah, took yeah. place. It's approaching 100. Yeah. Crazy, crazy. Yeah, and you know, in yeah. pre-war times, I have a book uh, with the title The History of Ballroom Dancing, and there is a lovely photo inside. In the year 1937, during the festival, there were few thousand people in that ballroom and I believe a few thousand on the dance floor, one next to another. Amazing. This, yeah, this, uh, this festival attracts uh, thousands of people from all around the world. But I actually saw uh, quite of uh, quite many photos from Blackpool and there are so like you said there were so many people I could never imagine or or this what was that it was like an arena a picture from Gofredo where he was in at the World Games and there were like in million Spain. in was it in Spain No 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 Southern America I don't know it was uh, like a competition but a big big bull bullfighting arena Yes yes and there the were like World Dance Sport Games or World Games yes Yeah and there were like yeah thousands of people yeah. and i could never imagine today that because i don't know it like this you know i i just know there's like yeah, yeah maybe yeah. a thousand you should go to GNC, china and you i could never imagine china, you know they do events <laughs> with yeah more than five thousand people in the audience you know it's beautiful yeah yeah <sighs> I, I would I would love to see that really really uh, because I don't that's again a different aura you know if there are like if there is like people crowded until the oh, top yeah, of the oh yeah we do we do some dance events <sighs> the atmosphere is like football game actually you know yeah because when people step yeah. together I, and I cheer I, you know it's it can be beautiful intense yes. <sighs> But I think it will take take a time that so many people are allowed in a hall because of Corona. Yeah. Do you do you know where it will the future will go? Do you have any informations for our audience? Um, if, if because it's quite uncertain. Is it uncertain where um, the big competitions will be allowed? Do you know anything? Well, everything is uncertain. You know. But there are many people around the world who are still going for it. For example, look, Blackpool is happening right now. Of course not. Every dancer can be we, there. Uh, but, but no, not with of course full not, because there are many countries yeah. you cannot no. simply exit the country or return if you exit, you know. But still, there are many people around who will do their best that events will happen. Yes, we do live in uncertainty. We are all aware of that. But I think we should focus on today, you know. Today, whatever you do today in your ballroom or myself, for example, today for me is a very special day because in the afternoon I will meet a guy. His name is Michael de Miranda, with whom we did online project for Snapdance, Authentic Latin Percussion, you know. We never met in person because we started to work on the idea last September, Boom. a year ago. So we were just connected online and we did a project online. And today he is coming to Ljubljana, driving from Germany. So we will meet in person. So it's a big day, you know. So that's why I'm thinking, what? yeah, I don't know what's going to happen next month or in three months. But today's the day. At least, yeah, at least Today's in my day. case, you know, and I'm happy <laughs> for that. So, yeah, day yeah. by day. But, but, but there's a callback to where there's the vision about one of the answers for uh, questions from Nikki, where I want to go, because I really don't know where, where's dancer I want to be in three months, you know. I, of course, I have like an idea and what would be ideal. But what I notice is that when I do a plan, it comes completely different what 
what I, what I wanted to. There's two choose. sayings or phrases uh, hopping into my mind. One, um, life is what happens w w while you do other plans, which is basically true in your case and in all of our cases because we don't know what is what will happen. Uh, either Corona or something else can like switch the whole circumstances we are planning for and, and going towards. I think if you have the direc direction of going, I want to dance, then you have already some kind of guidance and, and wherever that leads you to. Which brings me to the second phrase, uh, which is a really nice saying, uh, referring to what Barbara just said. Um, Today is a gift, that's why yeah. it's called present. Where did you find this one? In a blog, maybe. <laughs> uh, I saw it on some... Ca <laughs> maybe, maybe that, but, but, it, but it's, it's true. I mean, it's summing well, up what we Well, I believe, you know, um, it's important to plan because uh, for the sake of purpose, you know, I always plan, but I plan in relation to myself, you know. You don't need to plan in relation to others and possible events. Plan in relation to how to improve your dance quality. Make a week plan, month plan, three months, what exactly you want to master, you know, set your goals. Uh, the best planning is planning which is related to yourself and you know you can execute it even if you are in the army, you know. Time is stretchable. Yeah, So True. And it will make you feel fulfilled, you know, and active and going for something you value. The, the, actually, I trained a lot during the army because I'm quite privileged. I need, really need to say that because I have a sport. I'm allowed to do sport. Um, so I just now say in the morning, hey, I'm alive and then I can train the whole day. And where the basic were in the army, um, I was like far away from Shanin. So the training I actually were able to train, but it's it's a different story for us or for me if you train alone one month or you train apart with your partner one month. It's like playing tennis alone or chess with yourself. Yeah, That's it, different. It is it is training and I did train, but you know it, it's not the That's same. That's exactly the point. It's, 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 you know it's not the same, so make the best out of different. Yeah, yeah. I, I actually I tried to make the best out of it, but you know, when you train with your partner and you stay in a hall and do this together, it's it's just there's more heart and much more develops. You know, if you talk to someone else, things develop. Of course, you can do it on your own, but it's it's just different, and that's the. Yeah. It's a different part of your dancing as a whole i think uh, you need all those puzzle pieces in order to bring them together as a as a nice uh, um, picture or, or or creation let's put it like this but um uh, like barbara said uh, it's it's different as, as well i mean i'm now really into the sp uh, like the sporting foundation of dancing so i'm basically trying to help people get their physical foundation straight so they can work on that artistic uh, part and expressing themselves so you yeah, see maybe I in the back uh, now via the, video, the whole yes. sporting equipment <laughs> half of my living room is a fitness studio so um, th that's why I, I really think planning is important of course because that's what sports science uh, tells us uh, but also um, make the best of what you have in order to bring the physical puzzle pieces together I would say in German a major ability you know or other physical abilities depend on the strength so of course dancers should be aware of that uh, and just dancing nowadays is not enough people do other activities in relation to physical strength coordination pilates yoga gyrotonic there are so many ways to improve your not just physical body because it's never only a physical activity it's always connected to other layers of our existence but in my opinion you know how to manage these situations which are not normal or not so easy find a solution 
I would always focus myself on finding what could be right now the best solution. Solution-oriented mind is the best mind. We actually had it on Carter. We had like um, a psych psychologist there, and she, uh, she told us that we should focus on on positive speaking, also with with our partner. That we have the positive language, and it's like the same what you said with positive positive thinking. If you say the things positive, uh, like well, maybe maybe <laughs> not not necessarily it was like, just positive. You know, uh, I think happiness is overrated. <laughs> however. I turned it, you know, but uh, I would say devoted to something, you know, being active, going for something. Activity is a big thing because otherwise we just moan, you know, we need to activate ourselves yeah. in the right direction. Actually, one of the reasons why we do the podcast, just to do exactly. something. Yes, yeah, and not to because Austrians typically we are like we have it in our culture the beautiful ballrooms and the nice uh, aura of uh, settings of competitions, but also the moaning. Ah, I didn't me, know me, that. Me. <laughs> Everything is so complicated. Yeah, we have that problem-oriented uh, uh, approach. Um, it's like in our national ah, identity. Don't but, don't um, generalize. What is don't generalize. Really good no, every nah, nah. person <laughs> is unique, <laughs> and every person has a choice regardless. <laughs> environment or nationality doesn't matter usually i i, I now completely agree usually felix is the one saying in the podcast sometimes we have to um take a really extreme point of views in order to make a, a discussion possible or in, in order to make a point clear so that was now really over over um uh, explained or over but created in You need to you need to um, you need to once see the Viennese uh, like the real Viennese guys you know they're really that when you see them you know what we mean they're really the complete opposite of, okay. of positive thinking. <laughs> might be might be some stereotyping and generalization yes but there is a common well, knowledge uh, about I'm that. I'm afraid it's too late <laughs> so, for me. You so. know? At that stage of my life, so I actually don't <laughs> care. God bless, you know. People are different. That's good. That's good. Yeah, and that's why we started, or uh, th that's one one of the motivators behind uh, that podcast, in order to talk about it and and have like a solution oriented approach, asking questions, what uh, people would suggest, uh, w what visions or, or, or ways or, or methods or hints uh, they can give to us and uh, as well to, as to the audience so everyone can profit and and grow from from where they are now together that's i that's really, really love the fact how it, you encourage you and stimulate the sense of community so that the people become aware that they belong dance community is a beautiful community you know full of people with various specifics and abilities and if you just cherish that privilege that you can be a part of that community we learn from each other you know we get inspiration from each other we get approval that we are on the right path or better insights or orientation so our right. community worldwide uh, it's a beautiful community I can be only grateful to that, right, you know, right. because through my whole career, I met beautiful people from all around of the world and made friends with some of them. And yeah, it's a very special community. There was a trigger word now because um, right path. Do you have an advice how to know if you're on the right path or not? Well, I don't know, but personally, I trust my gut feeling because regardless what my brain is saying, you know, if I am calm enough uh, inside myself, myself enough, uh, if I manage to hear my inner voice, gut feeling is always right. Mm. Actually, we have like a little call back there because of, um, of trust yourself and this gut feeling. And what I wanted to 
say way before like way way before you talked like um it was a discussion with where where danced at the national card and i danced like a little different than before uh where i danced at home alone i know it's a real far callback but what i noticed is that when I more and more develop my dancing and more like educate myself that it is easier for me to trust what I'm doing. It's not, I'm, I'm on, I'm on my way, I would say, but this, this, this trust in what I do starts to grow. What I feel is when, when, when I study dancing, really studying it, what I do and start studying the movement. And when I, the more and more know the more and more self-confident I get. So that that was a huge callback, right. I know. <laughs> well, you know, um, so this, uh, I believe life goes like that. Uh, you reach a certain level and then new challenges appear in front of you and you have to deal with new challenges, you know. So, um, more you know, more you know how little you know, uh, you know, uh, and maybe through this journey, normally we can become more humble, more respectful, even our own work we do, you cannot always trust, but if the intention is honest behind, if you go for something, you know, even if you fail, then you call it just an experience which was necessary for another upgrade. And um, on this road, you know, of course, you have moments you feel you reached certain level and yet universum will already show new challenges, you know, so you have to say somehow goodbye to the past, you know, leave it behind and again start from kind of zero this new level full of doubts and insecurity you know it's onward going journey and uh, it always has like you know um what's uh, this I wanted to make analogy, you know, pushing this rock, Sisyphus work, we call it in psychology, you know, pushing this yes. huge yeah. rock uphill, you know, and the moment you reach the top, this rock is rolling back down, you know, so it looks like, wow, work for nothing, you know, the moment I reach the top, I have to go down and restart. But it's not true, you know, because you gain the skill how to push that rock uphill. And on the journey uphill, suddenly, you know, there are moments you are calmer. You maybe can even turn the head around and see the beautiful scenery all around that hill you know, and a beautiful valley or a lake, I don't know. But what I'm trying to say, you know, that the repetitiveness, this nature principles of cycling, it's always present in life. But it is a ma major difference when you go and re-experience and dancing is all re-experiencing, you know. When you go again and again and again, you will understand that you have suddenly more time, more calmness, your vision changes. You are not just a doer who is pushing the rock up, you know, but you understand that there is a point in this process of improving your own perception, your own vision, your own presence, acknowledgement of what is around. So something like that, you know, about this trust. Trust the process, I would say. Trust re-experiencing in our profession it's all not a repetition but re-experiencing because every day we are different every day we are equipped with the need additional possibilities uh, information insights uh, whatever it's in the game 
but it's an onward going re-experience mm. where persistence is the clue to success. Staying persistent. I believe in persistence, in process as such, because we discover what we need to discover within the process. Something like that. Oh, crazy. I just remembered because some, yeah, some, um, something like that. You know, <laughs> I had the privilege to be a part of uh, existential philosophy workshop several years ago with Dr. Amy van der Urzen. She has beautiful podcasts on YouTube, Amy van der Urzen. And she was guiding us through ABC of existential philosophy, you know, what is the purpose of our lives? Why I'm here? What is the mission? How do I live my life in spite of all the struggles we all witness on a daily basis? So um, she was presenting to us this beautiful analogy with Sisyphus work, you know, pushing the rock. Of course, we all know it exists, but she explained it so beautifully to us. And in dancing, I just want to reconfirm it's all based on re-experiencing endlessly. So it's, it's no, about the doing it. It's much more than the... doing. It's doing which is upgraded yeah. into sensing. And that sensing is supposed to be communicated with other people. Doing is just the first stage. Oh. We communicate yeah. through sensing, feeling things. That's our language, our energy vibes. You know, the way how your movement resonates. Other people feel your light, feel your energy, feel the sincerity of your involvement and your feeling. You cannot fake it. We try, you know, we place happy faces, whatever, but we cannot fake it. Because human beings, we are so sensitive. You know, we feel each other, we observe each other, we know when it's real. Actually, you made now the biggest callback we ever had because yeah, at the beginning you said dancing is life, and I now was wondering if you're talking about life or dancing, and I think you well, talked about both, thing, right? No. Yeah, the callback, the callback to the. I got you. We wrapped it around. It's time to finish. <laughs> Perfect. Yes. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> 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 no, we actually, I'm, I'm speechless at the moment, so we could continue for hours, I guess, but, all of us. But, but, um, but, but that's actually the thing in podcast. If you have those, those, those people who, who know those things, you know, and are willing it to share because we have an audience, you know, and I think that's, I, I love it when people are so passionate and talk about those things because th those things, those things are just, I have never heard them before. They're so great, but somehow it feels so connected. You know, I, I, I can feel what you say, even though I never hear those words in this order. You know, I, I, I love that. Oh, thank Com you, Baba. Completely. I, I would sign his statement completely. 100% agree. Thank, thank, thank you for sharing your ideas and whatever comes to your mind while chit-chatting with us. <laughs> Amazing. Um, we will put the Amy van der Urzen, Urzen Amy van podcast der Urzen. in the description yes. below. We we, yeah. we we will put it into the show notes. But actually, exactly. we need to do have we need to do one more thing because we need to do the the song of the week. You know, song of the, the week, the, the, the inspiration for the audience um, about new well. music. <laughs> and Barbara it's not has new, but yeah. I would like I would like to share with yeah, okay. your new audience yeah one suggestion audience, I think it's know. a powerful song from James Blake the title of the song is Limit to Your Love Yeah Limit to Your Love and then the second one because we have a two weeks uh, every two weeks we we publish an episode to have more time um, so we have one week from our guest and one week from me. Um, it's Hot Love 
von T-Rex, also it's, it's written as T-Point-Rex. It's like an, 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 an really nice and uh, a slow jive and it was really inspirational in an, in an, in an oh, deep, jazz. In a deep <laughs> time of my life, you know. I love it. I love it. It's a little bit different than the normal, but but people know that my music taste is a little Back bit Back in the days when we were discussing our first episodes of the podcast and we were rehearsing to record our voices and listen it, uh, listen to it uh, um, without vomiting <laughs> ourselves, um, he played that song to me and that's why I was smiling now. Uh, pe people couldn't see, but you could um, because I remember that slow jive and, and Felix was really... Um, feeling I, it <laughs> I love that chive I really love it <laughs> yeah in my living room actually back here somewhere he, da he danced to that slow chive and re was really into it and uh, not trying to impress but really to express what what uh, what went yeah. on in yeah. his mind and heart so that's why I really think thank you for both of you um, for sharing um, that songs which uh, are connected through the word of love in the title of the song Limit to your love and hot love. So we have oh. both uh, here. So, so I think our, our, our um, no. <sighs> title? Title. Thank you very much. I think the title will have, have, have to do For something sure. with love. For sure. It's in the Maybe. air, guys. It's in the air. <laughs> uh, in Another the air. good song. <laughs> So thank Barbara, you very much for your time. Thank you. Also. Thank you. Thank you very much. I think I think the audience will very much appreciate your words, and I f for I sure they so. will be inspired. Um, I hope. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm out of words actually. You know, <laughs> sometimes it happens, and really rarely that I just listen and and I'm out of words, and yeah. it's it's, and it's 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 quite un un un. Uh, uncomfortable that it happens in a podcast because i need to speak <laughs> but um yeah happens F thank you very much that you make me speak speechless and that you that you were here thank you in both our podcast. for hosting me wish you all the best and a lot of fun all the best to our audience as well and, and our community exactly yes. take exactly. care <laughs> ciao, ciao guys ciao, ciao. Bye.